Welcome to Discover Grace Podcast, a podcast made for finding God's grace in a disgraceful world. Youth pastors Garrett Lamb and Dalton Dickerson will be discussing practical truths and convicting topics from God's Word. Join us in striving together to build a stronger love for God and love for others. Welcome to Discover Grace Podcast. This is Garrett Lamb here with Dalton Dickerson. And we are excited to jump into another parable today. Before we do, uh, we wanted to talk about a little bit of at least what's going on in our youth group. Uh, we talked about last episode, uh, some stuff we had coming up and we had an exciting activity. And Dalton, we did a vintage night and uh, it was <laughs> it was a hit. It was a success. And uh, it was a lot of fun games. We played life-size games, uh, Battleship, Jenga. We were going to play Human Tic-Tac-Toe. I don't know if you've played that before. <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> uh, but we didn't have time to do that one. But uh, it was really neat how it all came together. Everybody came, you know, dressed up as vintage outfits uh, from the 80s or before. Uh, my wife and I, uh, we, we dressed up as the 80s. And then we had some, we had some pretty good characters. Um, we had a one family in particular that dressed up really, really well. Uh, they're the Kents. They have uh, four kids. Okay. And uh, they've, they've got, they had uh, a set, a guy's dressed up as the 70s. He ended up winning. It wasn't that his costume was that great. It was his character. Who was if that? Makes any sense? Uh, he was just like, a, and he looked like he just got back from a disco. <laughs> <laughs> he looked crazy, bro. He had he had like huge afro, nice. uh, like the bell bottom pants. It was bring funny. It, he had bring it back. Yeah, he was like, uh, he's only in sixth grade, and they had drawn on a, a goatee and like chest hair. It was. Funny. <laughs> It was funny, but uh, oh, they man. they had they had good characters. Uh, there was a couple girls that dressed up like Victorian age, um, like big flowy dresses and um, wow. all that kind of stuff. So it was it was pretty impressive some of the stuff that they came up with. Um, but I think my favorite game that we played was the human Pac Man. That was Pac-Man. really cool. That looked really cool. You sent me a picture of it and yeah, yeah, it was. I, I it bet was that awesome. took a lot. Like, how long did that take for you to get set up? two days oh, so <laughs> no Al- allison did my wife did a lot of it um she she helped way, I way to like, give her the credit yeah well <laughs> you we could have taken all just, of it <laughs> we kind of just like put our minds together and, and we printed off what a pac-man board would look like okay and then um i had bought glow-in-the-dark tape well i thought i was going to run out so we went to the store and we got uh fluorescent duct tape which we weren't sure if it was going to work is that do you then, have to have a black light for that well, yeah, that that's what we had gotten to. Oh man! So we we had the the glow in the dark tape and it was working. So the only problem was you just couldn't see anybody. <laughs> you could see you could see like the maze, but you wouldn't be able to see anybody in the maze. Uh-huh. Uh So Sneaky. Walmart was selling black lights for like twelve bucks each. Okay. So I bought three black lights, put them up, and it was awesome. Wow! It worked, it worked great. So uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I I think. Personally, uh, being a youth pastor, I think that was my favorite activity to run. Okay. Just watch. Nice. I, I don't know about you, but I, I never really put my te- myself on a team or anything. I kind of just like no, moderate yeah. or run the, run the activity. But probably seeing all your work fun. pay off. I mean, that was probably satisfying. Yeah. I, I think when you put more more work into an activity personally, I think yeah. it, it seems, in at least in your mind, you know, you think it went better. Uh, yeah. I remember we did a, a box activity. It was called think, think outside the box and everything <laughs> had to do with boxes. And it all started in my head, you know, it was just one of those things, but I can't take all the credit for this activity. My brother, who's my youth pastor the last couple of years, um, 
he actually he ran an activity similar. I just okay. I kind of changed some things, um, rethought it, and hmm. and did it kind of in, in, in the style that I felt like fit with me. But it was still good. Nice it was, man. It was a good time. So yeah, good that's deal. what's been going on here. Yeah, we uh, we recently had a um, father son camp out. I didn't talk about oh, nice. this last time, did I? No. <laughs> and so every year we have a father son camp out, and of course Jaden. He's a year and a half. He's a little too young. Everyone everyone wanted me to bring him. Like, are you bringing Jaden? There's no way. Uh, I, I would be running around the whole campsite, keeping him out of the fire, keeping him out of the creek. And yeah, it was good. So my uh, my grandpa went, my dad went, and nice. we got to uh, sit there by the fire. They left within like two hours, three hours, and they didn't want to stay overnight. So I sat there by the fire. Wow. It was like It was like 60 degrees. It was hot. I guess and they just don't love you. I guess not. So no, they they've been there, done that, and paid the consequences. Usually it's like thirty degrees, and so you go to wow. bed, you know, cold. You wake up cold. Mm. Apparently, last year some of our teens uh, woke up in the middle of the night and they were cold. It was like thirty degrees, and so they began burning the firewood until they burnt all of it. Everyone woke up the next morning, you know, wanting to get by the fire. <laughs> There's no fire left. Oh my goodness. Uh, so. But no, I, I drove teenagers. drove off um, from the bon the bonfire. I was gonna head home around nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. Told Gwen I'll just go there for a little bit and and be with them and be with everyone. And I'm driving, and I get it's a long driveway. It's probably like I don't know a mile and a half. And about mm-hmm. halfway, I just hear banging on the back of my truck. And so one of the teenagers had snuck in my truck and was hiding in there. And oh so I, my goodness! I just gunned it, man. <laughs> 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 and so he's like hitting it like stop 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 and uh eventually he tried to climb onto my hood and i just had to completely stop the vehicle and i was like what are you doing you idiot you know and he's like i was just trying to scare you but uh but yeah so that that, so that was to, interesting you'd have to no. drive back and and no. take him back to camp back. or you he just, just leave he just, <laughs> he just walked back <laughs> you just left him on the side of the i road. know his parents very well and they would they would want me to leave, let him walk back so i had the okay well, that's good that's, yeah. that's building those relationships. And Garrett, I don't know before we get in the podcast. I mean, it's freezing cold here. It's like 25 degrees. Yes. It's so, been so cold here too. My brother-in-law recently challenged challenged us to uh, my future brother-in-law challenged me to do a 15k tough mutter um in April. Wow. My brother Cody, you know Cody. Yeah. <clears throat> We're going to start running. And so we decided yesterday to start running. And I woke up and it was 25 degrees outside and we ran two miles. I was oh freezing cold. I could not feel my hands. Oh man, it was rough. What was your time? I don't want to say it. <laughs> you can tell I'm me not, later. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> you can tell me later. Um, yeah, was, I, that's, so crazy. that's crazy. That's um, crazy. Now back back to Jaden. You were talking about him not not taking him to the, uh, to the father-son thing. Is yeah. he still in the stage of like, Sticking everything in his mouth, trying to trying to eat it. Uh, I think he's kind of he's kind of past it. Yeah, he'll 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 grab something, and he'll just look at me. Um, I'm like, nah. <laughs> he'll just set it down. Or a couple months ago, he would grab something. He would think about putting it in his mouth, and then he would come over to me and show it. Like, hey, I want this in my mouth. So, yeah, no, let's not do that. Um, every once in a while, like outside, we'll play, and we have a couple bushes, and and they have like these berries. And mm-hmm. he loves like fruit and berries. And he's like, BB, BB, BB. I'm like, that's not a berry. Son, that is not a berry. And he's like <laughs> playing with it. I was like, throw it on the ground. 
then like you'll see him like kind of side eye me and he turns his back and you see like his hand slip up his chest up to his, his mouth i'm like stop it you know slap you know slap the berry i was like that's yucky you throw it on the ground you'll throw it on the ground and, like five minutes oh, later he'll goodness. sneak it back up bb bb <laughs> so uh yeah he's kind of out of the state but every once in a while he'll yeah. uh try to eat a berry out in the wild or a pine cone or something weird you know yeah Jor- jordan's still in that stage he, yeah, he like tries everything? to stick everything in his mouth oh man that can and be dangerous. he's kind of like yeah he's kind of at the point where like if he feels like he has something he shouldn't have then like when you walk around the corner and he has it and he sees you then he just like reaches it up to you like <laughs> like he wasn't doing caught. anything yeah exactly so what's crazy man and we'll we'll jump in the passage after this is tomorrow at the time of this recording uh tomorrow is my son's first birthday wow so man. he'll be a year old that's it crazy crazy how fast it's gone i yeah. started telling allison i was like man if it goes this fast i was like we're just gonna blink our eyes and he's gonna be walking across the stage at graduation that's how it goes and she's like stop you're gonna make me cry yeah he's not a baby anymore i mean he is but not really not really no we have a newborn in our, in our church that just out of it lady had a baby and man guy's tiny compared to Jaden. i'm I like know. yeah Jaden, you're not a baby anymore you are a toddler yeah. so he is yeah i know he's getting to that stage so well luke chapter number 12 is where yes. we're at and uh, luke chapter number 12 we are going to talk about uh the parable of the foolish rich man or um, kind of a parable about materialism and so uh, Luke chapter number 12 and verse number 16, Dalton, if you want to read the passage, um, talking about this parable. And it says, he spake a parable unto them, saying, the ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentiful. And he thought within himself, saying, what shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, this will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. And God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself, and is not rich toward God. <clears throat> you know, Garrett, this this parable is, is pretty convicting. And you can read it. It's a very short parable. And uh, you can think, yeah, man, what, what was he thinking building barns? But here you have <clears throat> the, the Lord who's talking and before he gets into this parable, the, the famous verse of Luke twelve fifteen, uh, a man comes to him and says uh, that he has an inheritance given to him and of his brother, and he wants uh, the Lord to judge him. <clears throat> verse 14, he says, he said, man, who, who made me a judge or divider over you? And 15, it says, he said unto them, take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. Now, Garrett, I think if there's one thing that plagues Christianity and our culture in America, it's materialism. I don't think we've ever lived in a time where people have wanted so much stuff. We work hard to get stuff, and then we work hard to keep this stuff. Then we work hard to get better stuff. And Garrett, I know me, I'm pretty convicted about that. And uh, we're a materialism-driven culture. Our pastor preached a message um, off this, uh, this chapter and really convicted me here recently on it. But Garrett, uh, when it comes to materialism or the desire to to be rich, uh, what what are some th- thoughts there? Yeah, I was actually talking to. Uh, we have several uh, African families that are in our in our youth group. Um, they okay. are refugees from uh, Uganda and the Congo, 
And we were talking last night on, on our bus uh, back home. Uh, she's, they, they started saying kind of like, they don't like America and America is just uh, not as good as Africa. And I started kind of questioning her. I'm like, why, you know, my patriotism kind of kicked in and I'm like, America's the best country in the world. <laughs> and, uh, and they started talking about kind of the same thing this rich man's talking about. And uh, the one boy said, uh, any, all that people care about in America is just money and getting more money and, and being successful. And he said, you know, life was so much easier in Africa, which kind of mm. like struck me. I'm like, mm. you just, you just never would think that, you know, yeah. as an American. And, and I feel like I, I know what he's saying that life was much more simpler uh, in Africa. And there's, there's not all the, you know, trying to climb up the ladder, the corporate ladder and, and to get better. And when we look at the parable of this man, you know, there's a few things that really stick out to me um, that he's talking about in, in this parable. And, and really number one would be that he, he gets all of this stuff and he just starts putting back and kind of in our minds that that makes sense. You know, you get lots of grain, you save for later, um, you save more than you need. And, uh, but then you see at the end of the parable that it says that this, this man doesn't even, he, he dies young or he, he's, he's, he's gone, you know, yeah. and it reminds me of the song. I don't know if you know who the walkers are. Uh, they yeah. go and do the roundup ministry, uh, but they they sing a song, and uh, one of the lines is, "You'll never see a U-Haul pulled behind a hearse, <laughs> and uh, you'll you'll never see people yeah. taking their materials with them, their goods, their money. Uh, when you die, you die, and all the stuff that we live for here on Earth is gone. And it's very easy, man, to to just get, especially in our country, to just get very materialistic, and uh, you look for the next thing that you can buy, uh, you look for the next uh, you know, whatever that you need, the next phone, um, people just obsess kind of over things that really don't matter in, in eternity. And so greed is, is such a, a big factor in our world that we live in. Um, you know, you think about it, some of the things that we have, you know, I'm recording right now, yeah, uh, with a microphone, with an iPad, you know, and, uh, I'm, I'm sitting in a heated office. These are things that a lot of the world doesn't have, you know, and do I, do I need an iPad? No, I don't necessarily need it. I use it and I use it, I believe for good. A lot of stuff that I use my iPad for would be for ministry and things, but that's so many things that we just feel like we need the, the bigger and better, the next thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's, there's things that I've bought. I remember when I, I had a game system, you know, once I got married, I put away childish things. Amen. Amen. And, uh, you know, I, I used to have an Xbox and uh, my Xbox one, man, I, I loved my Xbox. And I thought that I needed the next big and, and better 2k or, or Madden. And when I would get those game systems, you know, I felt like I had to have the next year's model or the next year's, uh, game system or the next year's whatever. And it can just rule our life that we feel like we need it and we strive for it. That's not really something that we need. And, and when we really look at it, Dalton is when we come down to it, we can see that man, when we get to the end of our lives, none of this stuff really even matters. It's, it's just, it's just greed. It's just wanting what we want and not really looking at the bigger picture. And so yeah. when I look at the outside of this, the story really, and that really sticks out to me that man, greed can take over our life and this materialistic mindset can really take over our thoughts and our desires. Yeah. And Garrett, one thing I think of when you look at this story, it says that the, the rich man, he said that he had fruit that let me just read it here. It says, <clears throat> the ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentiful. And he thought with himself saying, what shall I do? And he's given this dilemma. And he had a, I mean, he had 
uh, fruit that that he had, and and I believe that it was excess. He began to get excess off this ground. And as you mm-hmm. said, like there's nothing wrong with having nice things, and and I'm not saying that we ought to we ought to sell all. I think that we're clearly not in the culture where people are doing that. But it says that he were to to brought forth plentiful, and he, he says, "What shall I do?" And he has this dilemma: Should I? And I wonder what he thought: Should I build new barns, bigger barns to hold? all this excess that I have in abundance mm. or should I just be happy with what I have and maybe take that excess, you know, and, and do something with it, sell it or give it away. But he, here he has a decision and you see him say, answer the question, say, this will I do. And then he goes in and says, I will build new barns. And Garrett, I, I know you, you, you helped with the teen center and building is, is a process, especially mm. in the times of the Bible. I mean, you can, you couldn't hire someone to come set some trusses on a crane or have a bulldozer come and knock down this barn. I mean, they had, I mean, it was hard work. And so to replace all these barns, I'm sure it took a lot of time and it took a lot of time for him to rebuild this, these barns to, to fill them back up. And I think the question is, Lord doesn't, doesn't require us to, to not take care of our family. I think that goes against what the Bible teaches us that we ought to lay up an inheritance for our children and, uh, that we ought to take care of our family worse than an infidel if you do not. I think the Bible is not teaching us that we should purposely suffer and make ourselves suffer because we're giving everything away. But the question is, what will we do when we've been given an abundance and given an opportunity? Are we just going to take that and say, okay, well, I've been given an abundance. I'm going to buy a bigger house or I'm going to get a nicer car. And I think that's the question that we that we deal with materialism. It's okay. We need stuff. God knows that I need a vehicle to get to work. He knows that right. you know I need a jacket to wear outside. I believe mm-hmm. He understands that. But I think the question is, am I am I wanting the excess and the abundance? And yeah, it's nice, Garrett, to have a good savings account or uh, a good investment account. But what's the excess? What's the abundance? And it gets right. to the point where we're relying on our stuff. We're relying on the bigger and better barns to keep our stuff instead of the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, I'm very guilty that, you know, I, I, I see something and man, I want it, whether it be like, I, I I'm on a Tennessee bow hunters page and, and every day I, <laughs> I see people, their bow and they're selling theirs, which is nicer than mine. And, and I'm like, Oh man, I want that. But you know what? That's just excess and abundance. I don't need it. Mm-hmm. It's just something I want. Yeah. And I think if, I think of as us of Christians, if we would look and say, okay, what's what's abundance and what's excessive and who am I relying on to meet my needs? I'm not mm-hmm. saying, Garrett, you ought to sell your house and your car and give it to the Lord, but I do think we I think we we say we need more more than we do. He talked about the yeah. African family. I mean, things were much simpler. I mean, Gwen mm-hmm. will often talk and say, Man, I wish this might sound crazy to you, Garrett, but I mean it would be nice to live like in the eighteen hundreds where, you know, I gone outside and you know, if I wanted some meat, I went and killed the cow and, you know, I, I got the chicken eggs and went to yeah. church. Man, I was kind to people. I have to worry about all this, this these different things. And I know the time right. we live in is great, but but we live in such excess and abundance and, and, and stuff that we don't even need. Yeah. You know, you're exactly right. Uh, we've just live in an age where it's so much distraction. Yeah. Uh, we have constantly pushed. Um, I'm going through a series with our teenagers um, talking about social media and and text messaging and kind of the digital world, you know, mm-hmm. how to handle it, how how are we supposed to be as Christians, um, shining our light. But you know, when we look through social media, when we, you you can't scroll through social media mm-hmm. without ads popping up, 
about what you want and what you like. That's yeah. literally why, why they have the algorithm for that. And it's, it's always constantly pushed getting more and more and more and more. And, you know, you get more and more. My dad used to say when I was younger, and I guess I didn't really understand it necessarily, but uh, he said, you know, you work your whole life to get stuff and then you stop working so you can take care of the stuff that you bought while you were working. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and so you you get all this stuff and you fill barns and you fill garages and you fill basements and attics and whatever. And then you get to the end of your life and you got to take care of all the stuff that you bought and you got, yeah. or you're trying to get rid of it and nobody wants it. And yeah. because we we feel like we need it, we feel like we need all this stuff. And of course, the spiritual application to this parable is this man is gaining all of these things in abundance, as you said. Uh, but really what our eyes should be focused on is uh, the principle in the Bible of laying up our treasure in heaven and oh, yeah. looking on the things above, uh, not on things of the earth. And eternity is really what matters. And and personally, Dalton, maybe just because we came out, came out of a missions conference, you know, when I read this parable, when we decided to do this, yeah, um, I, my mind kind of went towards missions. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I believe the Bible tells us to have financial stewardship, as you mentioned, we should have, we should have money to take care of our family, uh, do what we need to do to take care of our, our children, our uh, wives, our, our whoever we have in our family. Um, God also wants us to take care of an inheritance, uh, to mm -hmm. leave in our inheritance, as the book of Proverbs says, to leave an inheritance for your children's children. Yeah, I believe God has placed that principle and, and put it there. So we should leave a good inheritance, not only of our name, but if we're able to, as, as we're blessed, you know, God blesses us. Uh, financially keep some that we'd be able to to give to our children or our children's children yeah. and set them up for success. But, you know, I believe that God also uh, commands us that we should give yeah. and we should give not only of our tithes, but we should give to faith promise missions giving. Oh yeah. And the gospel is preeminent and God makes that clear that we are to preach the gospel to every creature. And the only way I can do that to be able to get the gospel to Africa and to Europe and to Asia and South America and Australia is, is giving my money so someone else can go and do it on our behalf. And I don't have all the money in the world. And Dalton, I know that you don't either. When you're in ministry, you don't, yeah. you don't get rich off of ministry. Uh, but God does, God does give us, you know, abundance to be able to give back to other people. Mm -hmm. And some people's abundance is different than others. Yeah. You know, some people, they, they, they could fill barns and barns and barns with their fruits. Right. Uh, but some people, they just have a little amount that they could yeah. give. Uh, but I believe the principle is that, that we should give by faith, you know, what God has given to us. And we just got, like I said, out of a missions conference, Dalton. And, and, you know, I was asking God, what do you want? What would he want us to give? And, and, uh, we were giving, we were already giving to faith promise and, you know, God uh, kind of moved me in a direction that I needed to give more. And it's not necessarily that we'll be making more or um, that, that we're going to get this giant raise this year that I can be able to do it. You know, I feel like there's things that I do that don't really matter. Yeah. You know, I, I go to Starbucks and buy, buy my, I don't get a drink, but my wife does, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I go to Dunkin', right? I'm a Dunkin' guy, but I'll go to Dunkin' or wherever and, and, you know, I'll go out to eat and not think twice about it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if, if I said, I'm going to give 20 more dollars a month to missions, I'd be like, ah, I don't know if I can afford that. <laughs> mm -hmm. But if I just cut out the things that really don't matter, then oh, I yeah. could give more to the, the cause of Christ. And, you know, I really think this, the underlying truth that we see in this parable is this foolish rich man, you know, notice it doesn't say there's anything wrong with the riches. It calls him a foolish rich man or the, the application is because yeah. he didn't use what God had given him and the abundance that God had given him and blessed him with. 
to give to other people mm-hmm. and to the cause of Christ. And so I believe that that we really need to take heed and and look at this passage and say, you know, what can I do more, uh, not only financially, but physically, emotionally, and spiritually for the cause of Christ and, and impacting eternity and not keeping everything just for me and my wants. Yeah. And as we look at our life, Garrett, you know, it's easy to think, you know, I'm doing more than such and such, or I'm doing more than the average Christian. That's that's mm-hmm. not the case, you know. I don't want the Lord to look at me and, and say, thou fool, you know. You yeah. uh you you spent your life, you know, trying to get stuff, more stuff. You skipped out on church services so you could have money to build to hi- to have stuff or to pay off stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want that for my life. Um and, you know, I, I don't think right now I'm living in excess or abundance, but Garrett, I, you can always examine and say, you know, what, what's my goal, okay? Is it in mm-hmm. verse 31, but rather seek ye the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you? Am I seeking the Lord and letting him worry about the meat, worry about the raiment? Uh, I think it's, what is it? Verse number uh, 24 says, or 23, the life is more than meat and the body mm-hmm. is more than raiment. And I think the Lord understands. And there's a couple of things, Garrett, that me and Gwen are praying for right now. And uh, we're praying for it every day. And Lord knows. And I told her, you know, Lord knows what we're praying for. And and I believe he understands mm-hmm. that. And so we just got to trust him. And and if he decides to answer it, he will. If not, he won't. And But the Lord understands. And he it says that he consider the lilies and the ravens. You know, God feeds, you know, millions of, of animals every day. You think about the children of Israel who provided manna for millions of people for 40 years. I mean, he can take yeah. care of me. And so I think there, there, there should be a little bit more um, reliance and faith on the Lord to provide for us. And so, Absolutely. you know, it's okay to sacrifice to give to missions because I know the Lord will take care of me if I'm doing it in the right way. And if the Lord's leading me to do that, you know, I can sacrifice to give money to our printing ministry because mm-hmm. I know the Lord understands and that's what he would have. You know, oftentimes we, we, we pray about stuff that we shouldn't even pray about. We had this, uh, I used to talk about missions conference. We had the uh, scripture conference. Mm-hmm. And I, mean, I don't know if you should even have to pray about giving money to the ministry when it came yeah. to printing Bibles to go to the whole world for free. I mean, surely the Lord can help you, you know, muster up some money for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he's looking down saying, no, you probably shouldn't give, shouldn't give to that ministry. No, that's not the case. And I think it simply comes down, Garrett, to trusting the Lord, letting him rely on him for your financial needs, and then, you know, not living in excess or abundance. There's nothing wrong with being rich, but not allowing that to control my life. Absolutely. In verse number uh, 33 of the same chapter, it says, sell that you have and give alms, provide yourselves uh, bags which wax not old, a treasure in heavens that faileth not, where no thief approacheth. Uh, neither moth corrupt for where your treasure is there will your heart be also yeah and so it is important that we put our treasures where it matters most and uh as you said you know it's it's not that we maybe have the most in the world people that are listening to this podcast i know several college student age people listen to the podcast and in college you probably don't have a lot of money but the principle's still there you know we yeah. should give and we yeah. should give to the lord as he's as he's led us and uh, and we should sacrificially give uh, because I believe that that is our reasonable service. And yeah. so we appreciate you guys listening on the podcast. And hopefully this was a blessing to you that God would move you. If you're not given to missions, to give to worldwide missions and and let eternity be in view and, and not just material goods and not greed and want, but that God's uh, purpose and plan for our life would be that we impact eternity. And when we're long gone, 
the work that we were able to invest in, the investments that we made here on earth and the missions that we give to uh, would be long lasting uh, more than our, our physical body. But the spiritual application is that we would be able to see great fruit even when we're no longer here. So we appreciate you guys listening today. We hope you have a great rest of your day and a great day in Jesus. Signing off for Dalton and Garrett. We'll catch you next time.